channel because it's so good. I feel that you enjoy your job making your listeners happy. Best English radio in Moscow or in the whole wide world. This is Capital FM, Moscow, 105.3. With Alan Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, a warm minus two spring welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and with Double N we have in store for you the very best news, views, reviews, previews and interviews in the world of sports. As we all isolate and hunker down for the, uh, well, the upcoming alien invasion, because that's what's going to happen next, folks, trust me. Uh, I'm joking, of course. Um, we are going to have a huge, huge lot of fun uh, for the next two hours, so stay tuned for two hours. Not only are we going to have six amazing songs, we have 12 guests on. I know, folks, double N, his fingers are going to catch fire as he's doing it. Now, listen, I know a lot of people, you're all tuned in expecting to hear about how awful life is, how we're all doomed. But this too shall pass. And to prove it, we have an amazing fan dabby dozy show lined up for you. Trust me, it's going to be the best two hours of your week. It really, really will be. So... As I said, as well as six banging tunes, hand-picked to get you moving and grooving and even to help with your hoovering. And to make us all realise that life, no matter where you are, whether it be Moscow, Cairo, Amsterdam, Toronto, Dublin, London, Tel Aviv, or even two men, sport will save us all. Now, name those cities because we're going to go around to all of those on this show alone. Right, in a moment we're going to go to two men and Andrew Flint for a Russian football rundown. Then we have the media director, the head man of PR for FC Lokomotiv Moscow, a friend of our show, Kirill Bredo. He's going to tell us just what happens at the RGD Arena when there's no matches going on and what's going to happen to the players right now. Then in part two we have Alexander Zotov, the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union and of course a member of the Russian Executive Committee, Russian Football Union Executive Committee. He's going to tell us just what Artyom Duba is doing and all other leading footballers as well to uh, help in this time of crisis and just what difficulties are facing face Russian players as clubs lie in limbo. Still in part two, Jonathan Higgins of Virgin Media and Off the Ball. He's going to give us the rundown on the English Premier League and just what's happening with the players and the clubs there. In part three, we're going to check in with James Rowe of World Football Index and to see just how things are in Holland and mainland Europe. And right after, we're going to go to Craig Lyon to, let's just say, refresh our memories of some dirty deeds. Not done dirt cheap. In football, at 10 o'clock, the second half, we're going to go to Toronto and to Alex B to talk about the big news of this past week in North America. Tom Brady, he left the New England Patriots and he's gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There you go. He's gone from a Patriot to a Pirate. Well, uh, uh, listen, folks, that, that does work in my own head. Right, and we're going to ask him why. And we're going to tell you why as well. And... Just before we go away from that first uh, for segment four, sorry, we are going to scoot down to Israel to Asaf Ackerman. He is the chief broadcaster and uh, commentator for Sport 5 TV channel, the main TV channel in Israel. In part five, we're going to speak to our legal, legal Isla Cody about a Tyson Fury update. It's getting worse for the world heavyweight champion, the baddest man on the planet right now. And just how Ireland is coping with the crisis. And then we're going to go all the way to Cairo, to Eslam Magdi, a friend of the show. He is, of course, the senior editor of Field Goal. We're going to talk about just how they're dealing with the problem in Egypt because, of course, everything is shut down there as well. And their president was on uh, TV just an hour, well, about 40 minutes before we came on air, telling people that they really need to, to buckle up and to, to take care of each other. Finally... We're going to uh, talk with the head of sport integrity, integrity even, the former head of uh, UK anti-doping. Um, 
and uh, Michelle Verrocken, we know who she is, uh, because there is a huge, will it, won't it happen, the 2020 Olympic Games, because, of course, the 2020 UEFA football championships have been put forward to next year. They'll still be called the 2020 UEFAs, but they're going to be taking place in 2021. There you go. Um, of course, the Olympics are set, were sort of rumoured to be pushed back until December and so on, same as UEFA, but it looks like they're going to be put to next year. Uh, and also, there's a massive civil war going on in UK sports right now between UK anti-doping and UK Athletics. And before we go away, we get Andy Mack and Andrew Flint back on the line. Folks, I'm almost tired already. Okay, so listen, what's been happening before we go to Andrew Flint? Um, one sad piece of news, the former president of Real Madrid, Lorenzo Sanz, he passed away um, just uh, yesterday from coronavirus. So um, I think it's probably the most high-profile person to pass away uh, from the uh, virus and... You know, we know that it's, it's, it's growing across Europe. Italy is still in lockdown. Croatia uh, went into lockdown last night and then Zagreb suffered an earthquake. Now, of course, anyone who's been to Croatia knows that the area, like the Balkans, uh, earthquakes are quite common there. It's not quite the season. Usually it's the kind of mid-summer or end of summer uh, when it gets very, very hot. But, you know, uh, sadly it, it took place. Uh, no loss of life so far. We'll, we'll double-check on that. Um, Marwan Falani, who of course left Manchester United, he's out playing in China. He has also tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, Paolo Maldini and his son uh, of Inter Milan, they both uh, are positive. And uh, Dybala as well, the terrific player from Juve, he's also suffering from coronavirus. And with that in mind, I'm going to go straight out to two men to where the first uh, cases of coronavirus were, um, let's say, isolated. He's not isolated. He's talking to us on the phone. Andrew Flint, editor-in-chief of Heart Football, how are you doing? Oh, well, I think I'm doing a lot better than uh, a lot of the world at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've had, it, had our first case actually reported in Tumen yesterday. Um, they've been isolated in hospital outside the city, so for now I'm okay. Um, but good to be on the air. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you something. It's, it, it was a worry, and in fairness to Capital FM and to our boss, Sasha, you know, they know how important sports is in this time of crisis. And, um, you know, that even though there's no, well, there is live sport going on, we'll come to that in just a moment, but while there's not a huge amount of sport going on, there's a lot to talk about. And, you know, as always, the main action doesn't happen on the field in sports. It happens off the field. And one of the things that off the field, and we're going to speak with uh, Alexander Zotov uh, in the next segment about this. Do you really believe that the Russian Premier League is going to come back on April 12th? Ah, not a chance. Um, I just think it would be, it would just be far too much of a risk um, on every single level. And I'm going to be cynical for a moment on a PR level as well, because you can't be seen to be the league that comes back so quickly. Um, there's a fair bit of suspicion about, not suspicion, that's the wrong word to use, but a lot of uncertainty over what exactly are the accurate numbers. Um, the capacity for testing is very different from country to country, but we only had, what, 93 cases, I believe, confirmed um, of the infection in Russia so far, which sounds remarkable given the size of a land border with China and how early the first cases came. So I really can't see it starting that early, but I don't think it'll be a problem if it starts later. Okay, listen, I'm going to ask you about Belarus at the moment because, of course, they're, they're playing on um, like kind of real like a bulldog spirit. Um, in terms of Russian football, I mean, what's been happening now that the teams are all kind of in isolation or in their, their training camps? What, what's, what's happening, Andrew? Well, um, some teams are actually taking a very proactive, um, not panicking, 
but taking precautions. Um, at Ufa, for example, they had Olivier Thiel was hospitalised with the with one or two potential symptoms. He was tested twice. The whole squad was put in isolation, um, but both tests were negative, and he's back with the main group already. So that's, I think, possibly the most positive case because it's there's no need to panic um, if you take the right precautions. Um, but otherwise, lower down the league system. You've got teams in the third tier, which would have been due to start in about two or three weeks' time in the um, uh, in the PFL. Um, some of them are in Turkey at the moment, and yeah, they're in training camp and, and they're playing a tour. Was they're cancelled. A... Yeah, but but where, where was the sense in that? Because... Well, no, but this is the thing, though. This is the thing. Well, Alan, look, this is, this is one of the silliest things ever. The teams are still there, and they're still playing each other anyway. They're just organising more friendlies. So in other words, they're doing exactly what would have happened anyway. Um, I think there's eight teams out there at the moment, and Shumana one of them. Um, so it, it, is affecting, it is affecting clubs, but there's a bit of a muddled reaction, shall we say. Yeah, that's that's obviously like there's no kind of concentrated thing. We can see it uh, across Russia in general, where people are not sure. You know, if they stay home from work, well, you stay home on your own dime, baby. Like you know, you 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 lose your salary. Yeah. Like it's an unpaid holiday. You know, uh, in the UK, of course, they're paying people, but not. You know, basically, it's. It's very, very haphazard, and here it just seems to be completely uncoordinated. Um, listen, uh, we're going to go out in just a minute because we, we have Kira Brady lined up, and you're going to be back with us at the end of the show. But I want to ask you, Andrew, um, what the hell are you thinking in Belarusia? The league restarted this weekend. <laughs> well, they, they've got a novel approach to dealing with, um, uh, with coronavirus, according to their... Uh, President, Mr. Alexander Lukashenko, he apparently says um, if you drink vodka, um, and he, he says a specific amount, I think 50 millilitres a day, but not when you're working, go to saunas and drive tractors, be in the countryside, and everything will be fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, they have criticised Russia and other countries for closing borders, um, but they've had 69 cases now, which it doesn't sound like a lot. It certainly isn't compared to a lot of countries, but that's up very sharply in the last um, few days. Um, but they started, they had the first round of Vichyar Liga games, ran as usual, fans were allowed to go, looked um, pretty much as normal, when clearly it, it isn't as normal. But there are talks, they may well be suspending the, the, the league. Um, so, so, listen, it, it, it makes no sense. It, it, that, it's yeah. it's rumoured that they will all... Yeah, I mean, it just makes it. Look, we're nah, going to go no away. You, you, you go, we're going to get you back on the end of the show. We're going to go to Kirill Brady. But listen, Andrew, thank you very much. Just uh, stay warm, stay safe, and we'll talk to you uh, in part six, okay? Looking forward to it. Okay, so that was Andrew Flint. And Double N, he's going to get Kirill Bredo on the line right now. So, folks, just, just, just to update on, on stats. And this is something that, you know, we're, we're in this kind of mode at the moment where we're like looking to see the news, we're refreshing, we're re refreshing. Um, you know, and I've actually stopped looking at a lot of it and I've just spoken with people who know what's going on, um, either medical professionals and so on, and left it at that because the more you try to inform yourself, the more your brain is getting overloaded. So it's just, it's, it, it doesn't work right. Um, for example, China now has new cases. For a couple of days, they had no, none, and now they have new cases. Um, as of six minutes ago, uh, we've had 14 and a half thousand deaths. Um, so it is serious, okay? Uh, Italy is still second from the top. USA has leapt into third place. So uh, just like they're doing in the Olympics, the Olympics medals table, okay? So it's um, very, very, uh, let's just say, very, very interesting.
Okay, so uh, double let's just say, if you're waiting for uh, Kira Berry for just one second. Um, folks, before we do, there is, of course, uh, information, football rumours, because football does not stop. Um, Alison and da- Van Dyke, the uh, the goalkeeper and defender, of course, respectively, um, for Liverpool, they are going to sign new contracts this week. Um, whether they'll do it virtually or in person, it remains to be seen, but they will be signing new contracts with the Premier League leaders this week. Um they also, uh, the, the Premier League has said that they are, they have a, a plan. They're putting a schedule to place, into place that they will start games. Wait till you hear this, folks, on the first of June. Okay, so the first of June, they're putting games in a schedule, uh, and they'll be finished within six weeks. And the next season will start on the eighth of August. Okay, there you go. Um, Man City, okay, Man City uh, were looking to appeal uh, their Champions League ban um, because of uh, the coronavirus and the fact that UEFA have relaxed uh, the rules on financial, you know, because of financial fair play and so on and so forth because there's issues. They um, they basically have um, uh, been told, get out of here. Okay, so, but get in here because we're going to go straight on the phone to a very good friend of the show and a guy who, listen, in terms of we need more people like this in, in not just Russian media, but especially with it working with Russian sports because he's absolutely terrific. He's a mind of information. He's someone who always just tells it as it is. He, of course, is the media director, the head of PR for Lokomotiv Moscow. Kirill Bredo, how are you doing? Hi, Alan. Hi, my friends. I'm always great to when I'm here on KBWFM, my friend. Listen, I love it. I, I, I always, whenever I, 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 I hear from you, when I speak with you, my, I smile. It's just an automatic reaction. Listen, Kirill, um, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, yep. like, the league's off, okay? So we're not going to ask you, do you think it's going to go back April 10th a whole lot? No, I want to ask you a couple of things. First one, what on earth are players doing now? Are they all sitting home playing Xbox? Are they doing what we saw Roberto Firmino doing and like doing kind of keepy uppies. What are the locomotive players doing right now? Well, actually, you were talking about the situation, the current ones. Yep. Yep. Uh, nothing changed for the players uh, uh, except of the lack of games. Yes, because because uh, training sessions are still uh, not forbidden here in Moscow. So it's up to the clubs. It's up to uh, to head coaches. So we see the different situation in all the clubs. As for ca- head coach of Lokomotiv, Yuri Semen, yeah, the best way right now to 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 to, to spend time still to have training sessions uh, when um, uh, the the doctor of the team has an opportunity every morning to check the player coming to training session, and that is why to, to monitor the actual situation. So right now we're training, but you know, it's the decision made at the end of the day, day per day. So yeah. it's, it's possible that tomorrow training sessions will be forbidden. Nobody knows. They said that, but they, there's what we were talking about this uh, before we came on air, myself and Double N. So we, like, you know, say, for example, some universities have, have, have told students you have to stay home, uh, schools the same and others have saying no you can if you want to come in you come in but uh, it's very good that you guys are just going look we train and then we're told not to we won't train but again that's a very very you know it's it, it's it's understandable in, in in that sense because you're in a very controlled environment and of course players you know they're not going to have to go out and go shopping they will you know be taken care of by the club um listen um 
on top, uh, next step in. Uh, of course, now we, we'll come into the off season quite soon. Fingers crossed, uh, Loco, who've been playing so well yep. in this in this spring championship, second in the table, surprised a lot of people, um, including myself, that they've been playing so well. Um, what's going to happen in terms of the off season? Because the off season will be quite short. Um, in terms of recruitment, how does this affect the club um, in terms of recruiting players? Like, what's happening at the moment? Well, actually, again, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 this, but uh, the situation is fair enough in terms of uh, that it's equal for everybody for all the teams. Yeah, we've been, let's say, on fire in terms of points that yeah. we earned last matches after the break, but still. I'm sure that, that that's not my opinion, but uh, the opinion of yeah. Still, there were lots to improve in terms of the game. So here is the time. Also, we have Jefferson Farfan, uh, we have Anton Miranchuk, we have Luka Georgievich. All these guys are on injury list, so this time is also needed for them to recover and to be back. And because we really needed to the, the, to, to upgrade our attack line, uh-huh. so. This is an upgrade that we have because of this post. So, you know, everywhere there are weak points, there are pluses. But, uh, you know, I, I asked uh, a coach that is uh, uh, responsible for the physical conditions of yeah. the team. And he said that, uh, well, there is no big problem for team to be in shape after the break. Because it's, it's not a, like... Um, uh, cycle one uh, kind of sports like yeah. like cycling, yes, like ski and so on, where you where where you have to pick your form few parts uh, of the season. Yes, yes. Here you have to maintain, maintain exactly because because you play every game week. So that is why that's not a huge problem. Listen. Kiro, thank you very much. We're going to go through it, but thank you so, so much for that. Um, if you don't mind, we're going to get you back on in a couple of weeks just to have a chat as well. Um, but thank you so, so much for that update. And as always, just, you, you know, you look at yourself and those around you and uh, have a great uh, have a great week ahead. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Okay, that was Kiro Bredo, of course, of FC Lokomotiv Moscow. We're going to go into the break right now because this is what should be happening in clubs around Moscow. Don't be out dancing. Don't be partying. This is Cascada, evacuated dance floor. Back after this with Alexander Zotov. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Get the back up on the wall and touch it, the tank. Go crazy, you'll be. 
Начинай свой день с Capital FM и Dinay Mild, где бы ты ни был. Даже в душе. Каждое утро на 105 и 3 FM. Снова с 7 утра. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and thanks to Double N, we're keeping the calls live and loud and we're staying on the air for the next, of course, for the next hour and a half or so. So uh, tune in, of course, because stay tuned because we have some terrific interviews coming up. Uh, next one in just one moment, we... You're going to really, really enjoy this one. Okay, uh, folks. Uh, also, some interesting things in terms of with the coronavirus. Uh, Robert Lewandowski, the uh, Bayern Munich player, uh, he's after donating a million euros to fight uh, coronavirus. Also with uh, Leon Gretzka and I think it's uh, Kimmich. I think it's Joshua Kimmich. Um, together, they put together about two and a half million and they're going to be giving that money to local communities and funds to try and support uh, people, support locals in, the, in Bavaria especially. But of course, outside as well, because of course, Bavaria is under very heavy lockdown. We spoke about that last Last week, of course, with Tony Bass, the chairperson of the Gaelic Games European Council. So, um, with without further ado, we're going to go straight away over to the CEO of the All Russian Football Players Union, and of course, a member of the Russian Football Union Executive Committee, Mr. Alexander Zotov. Alexander, how are you doing this fine Sunday evening? Uh, well, I'm okay. <laughs> fine in what sense how are I, you i'm good i just I'm, I'm better for hearing you so i'm doing very very well um and listen first of all i want to ask you a uh, big story of course a uh, massive story the one that's taken up all my time this week tom brady to the buccaneers is that a good move for who for brady or for the buccaneers <laughs> I, I guess for the buccaneers or for brady um were you surprised with that that he moved well, down well i mean it yeah, I was. I, I was thinking that he would be quitting the uh, his career, but after the season, uh, but eventually he wanted to uh, probably to to end it on a good note, you know, and to at least play in the Super Bowl. But they they finished really early, and I think they were knocked out in the. Yeah, I think the, the wild card round was something. The... Yeah. So. Uh, Probably he wants to get new new emotions, new energy to be in a new team and uh, get a get a chance with with Buccaneers to, <laughs> to, 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 to win a Super Bowl if, exactly. if that can happen. But we'll see. Would you would you not would you have, if if he if he'd gone um, just down along the coast to Washington? Would you have been happy with that? I think so. Yeah, I would. He's a, he, of course, he's not a young guy, but he's a really qualified quarterback, and he can, you know, you can, uh, I think he has a couple of seasons more than he can play, and uh, for Redskins, who are struggling so much all these years, that could be, you know, a game changer, but it didn't happen, so. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I was wondering where he was going to go, and I just said, if he goes to the Redskins, you're going to be just like the happiest man in Moscow. Okay, <clears throat> now. In terms of that, in terms of uh, what's happening in the world of sports here in Russia, we had a, a brilliant sort of like a, an infomercial about coronavirus by Archom Duba um, about how to take care and be hygienic and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. How important is that? Because everyone was speaking about it. How important is it? Like, because he's, of course, the leader of the union as well. How important is that for the, the, the football leader in Russia to take that kind of step? And he did it unprompted, didn't he? Well, 
I mean, of course, it's important because Artyom is one of the most famous, I think, football players in Russia. And, uh, everybody knows him after the World Cup. He became like a, a sensation. Uh, you know, he, he. I think he, he. What whatever he does is is important, and I think it he, it's, he takes uh, everything very seriously and responsibly. After you know, after uh, the World Cup, I think he really changed uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. The message he delivered, I think it's important because uh, there are recommendations from Gifpro, the, 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 the World uh, Association of uh, Football Unions, that, that uh, football player unions that, that recommends certain things to do. But it's it's good. But when a, a star player like him does that and, and shows, uh, shows uh, by example, what's important today because some people are not taking seriously the situation I think and uh, uh, when they are conf- they are uh, you know they, they see Zubat who, who is telling them you know you have to take this responsibility yeah. and I think it might change their mindset so that's good yeah no, that, is, that is fair listen um, and that's very important do you think that clubs, uh, we, we, we were discussing with Andrew Flint there in the first part, um, about the, the PFL clubs, the third division clubs, all down uh, yeah, in Turkey. Um, do you think that, that, that more should be done? What, what would you ideally see as the leader of the football, Footballers Union? What would you ideally want to see put in place um, for footballers in Russia? Not just professionals, of course, but across the board. Alan, I didn't hear the first part oh, of your question. Sorry, what I was saying, um, what, would you, what would you like to see um, put in place for uh, the, the professional football and, of course, then to, to, to be laid out for amateur footballers as well in Russia? What, what safeguards do you think that everyone should be following? Well, I think it's, these, the safeguards are the, are the same as for, for everybody today. I think it's the, it's the most important thing is... is uh, uh, to have less contact uh, at the, and you know to to prevent uh, the spread of the disease, I think it's it's important that what already happened that the, the championship would stop and uh, probably I think uh, even though uh, yeah and I know that uh, some teams are still training, but I hope that uh, in these training sessions will also stop because the less people communicate to each other now, the, the more chances we have to stop the disease to spread. Uh, we don't have that much many cases in Russia as as far as uh, we know the statistics, but uh, it doesn't mean that it happen, can happen tomorrow. We saw we see what ha- what's happening in Italy and uh, yeah. we saw what's happening in China. And you, you said that the cases are now re- came back in China again. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's important that people, you know, take this responsible, responsibly, and the, for the clubs to communicate to the players about about the, the disease, about what they have to do, and also about their contracts and everything, because everybody is now nervous. The clubs and the players, what will be happening next? So the best is to not to not to uh, communicate personally. Yeah. Verbally all the time, so that they have, uh, you know. So, a common understanding of what's happening, so that's important too. That, that's that's exactly that's that. What that was my final question for you, Alexander. Just before we go away, was like many many players. I mean, I've been speaking with players, I've been interviewing players, not just here in Russia but outside as well, um, about the contract situation. And many of them are very nervous about not just getting paid, like getting paid, okay, but also what happens next. Um, 
you, you basically just believe that yeah. it's, it's... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, what happens next, nobody knows what will happen next, whether the championships will be played or that they will be cancelled. I mean, what will happen to their contracts? Will you know, Because FIFA and FIFA and UEFA, they're discussing uh, possibilities of lowering the contracts, how this will work, what mechanisms. So, you know, we, we need to need to wait, as, as you were discussing before. Yeah. It's, it's a day-by-day situation. You have to, you have to, you know, tomorrow will be a new day. We'll see what will be happening. Okay. So I hope, I hope that this bad thing goes away as fast <laughs> as possible and things go back to normal. But today, obviously, it's, we're in the middle of a crisis. So, listen, Alexander, thank you so so much for that. And as always, thank you for your time. We're, look, we're going to be back on to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, so fingers crossed, all okay. as well. And you look after yourself and look after your loved ones as well. And um, yeah, you too. Have you a good too. Week. Okay. Thanks, Hello Alexander. to your family. Uh, and and see yours too. Thanks, Alexander. Okay, that was Alexander Zotov. We're going to go straight across to Ireland now in just a moment. Double N is going to work his magic digits to get uh, Jonathan Higgins on the line. Now, again, as a lot of people are saying that, you know, uh, we have great leaders like Archon Duba who basically took it on himself, read through it, got all the information um, and showed that, you know, you can have a brain and also have a laugh, but also that he, he wants people like, just take care of yourselves and look after each other. Um, as we mentioned already, that there will be no games at least until the uh, 10th of April in Russia. Um, but the great likelihood is going to go longer. Now, of course, um, uh, basically, Neymar, uh, the, uh, the, of course, the, the Brazilian diver, he wants to uh, go to uh, Barcelona. He wants to leave PSG. His agent said today in an interview on uh, Italian TV, or sorry, uh, on French TV, that uh, he wants his player out of France and over to Spain. There you go. Right. We are going to go straight across to Virgin Media and off the balls, Jonathan Higgins, who's now going to be a staple on our show. So he's, um, he's not just no longer, not, not any longer on loan. Now he's like, I kind of, um, no, he is actually properly on loan now. So Jonathan, how are you doing, Stephen? I'm good. That nice little, nice little intro there. Thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. Listen, Jonathan, uh, one of your tweets earlier on, you were kind of calling people numpties. Why? Jonathan, probably a little bit of frustration there. So I went for uh, went for. So Ireland is in pretty much um, self isolation mode at the moment, like m- like most places at this rate. Um, the strict strict warning is to stay two meters away from everybody. Uh, that's been the vice that's been pretty much shoved down our throats. It's, it's you're unable to avoid it. But yes, I go out to the park trying to mind my own business. I'm purposely trying to step out of the way to try to keep that distance. But there's just people just completely and idiotically just completely avoiding all the uh, the instructions from 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 government and from the health officials and i just find it extremely frustrating um there's probably a little bit of a mini rant there but um <laughs> to see just to see people openly um disrespect um such public advice and putting and putting ultimately putting people's lives at risk for no apparent reason is just uh, in my mind extremely frustrating yeah, listen, Jonathan, I'm fully with you on that. I mean, like I've been sort of trying to speak with people. I've been speaking with, um, for example, foreign students here in Moscow who, uh, yeah, one of them was booking to fly home tonight because she's so scared because she, she isn't getting any information, not information that she believes. And also when she went out to go shopping, um, and this is no, no word of a lie, uh, a guy who was, uh, sorry, a woman who's standing behind her pushed her like uh, groceries further up the belt sneezed on her groceries, okay, sneezed on her groceries, wiped her nose, 
pushed her groceries further up the belt. Now, this is the groceries belonging to the student. And the student just walked out of the shop, said, I'm not going to... Just Is that kind of, like, wow. creepy feeling? And I'm just thinking, where's the common sense in this? You know, and, and it wasn't like some, you know... Like it was like it was a nice shopping centre where she was. She was like, "What the hell's going on?" Um, I don't Incredible. know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been, of course, obviously speaking with uh, my family at home. And but if my mom was listening, Happy Mother's Day and uh, Happy Mother's Day to, well, I think British and Irish moms for sure. Um, and um, my mom was saying that in 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 the shopping centre, the Blanchard Shopping Centre in Dublin, only one hundred people are allowed into the food store at any one time. Is that is that correct? That that's happening in Yeah, no, it. Yeah, no, it is, and I have to, after I put my hands up. A lot of the retail industry, in particular, have been very, very proactive um, in terms of the number of people that they let into the store, and then there's very visible kind of markings and queuing spots uh, all around, and even there's a. Um, there's separate times for the elderly people um, or people with, with more um, restrictive needs, for want of a better word, to come in and, and a bit of peace and quiet in the morning while the shop is still um, stocked up um, to the brim to, to get that. So there's been a lot of good measures like that put in place. Um, but um, yeah, so it's, like, it's, it's always the way. Some people are more than going out of the way and going completely more than they should really to respect um, the conditions and the instructions and then it's... it's I- yeah, yeah, no. A, a few, uh, I think numpties is the most polite word we <laughs> yeah. will, I'll say on air, but you even hear reports of the, the beaches and even Glendalough and a lot of the the, the, the mountains up, uh, the Wicklow Mountains had to be closed off because there's been so many people going out and fl- flaunting the, the, the instructions. So hopefully, hopefully the message will come clear because you only have to look at places like Italy and, and other places where it's uh, some of the... Um, the stories from there are absolutely, you know, the heart trembling just watching them, and you yeah. know, it's just, it's unbelievable, and I just can't understand how people can see that and then not go completely overboard and, and follow the advice. But here we are. Exactly. I mean, we, we're like we're looking at like players like you. Know, uh, what's the guy? The Manchester United player. Uh, oh, sorry, Chelsea's William wanted to go home Fellini. to Brazil. Oh yeah. Uh, William wanted to go home, but then he's afraid he couldn't be. He wouldn't be let back in. Fellini, of course, um, tested positive. He's out in China. Um, what else in terms of like English football news? What what's happening there? What's because the, we mentioned a few kind of like possible transfers and so on. But what's the general feeling in football in England at the moment? So uh, as we all know, everybody's in complete lockdown. And if you want to look at the uh, the kind of the irony of it, I got a Google reminder to my phone yesterday that. Um, Liverpool were due to play Crystal Palace yesterday evening, which would have been looked like it could have been the potential clincher for the title. So thank you, Google, for for that for that reminder. So everything is is stopped officially until the um, to the uh, the thirtieth uh, uh, of April. Yeah. And now it looks like the, the little the talk that's coming out the last couple of days looks like they're looking at trying to restore football in June the on June the first and try and run it off in a six week six week period yeah. with the games ultimately being being played behind closed doors. Um, obviously the Euros have been pushed out as well, so there is a little bit of space. But I suppose the reality is nobody really knows. Um, how long this pandemic is going to continue? We don't know. We're going day by day in terms of results and yeah, as it's growing, and yeah. further action being taken in place uh, in terms of trying to stem the growth of it. So we, we don't really know at the moment. Um, I, I feel like this could could rumble on a bit more and. Uh, Ultimately, it is only a game of football, but in a weird way, uh, it might send some normality back to people's lives as well if it is restored in a controlled environment as well. But look, there's a, there's a lot of things that have been proven um, that are a lot more important than sports, so we'll have to wait and see how things develop.
That is true. That's very, very true. Look, final question before we let you go away. I'm not going to ask you about American football. We'll do that next week. Um, what I want to ask you um, right now is Karen Brady suggested, like she made that like silly suggestion. The, of course, she was like the, she's still uh, working with West Ham. I don't know. Um, and about Liverpool not deserving the title. Uh, that was a pretty bad reaction to that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. No, she's still in, she's still involved with West Ham, and uh, if ever the case is, sometimes in times of kind of dire straits, yeah, some people go over their top to help each other. Other people go kind of self-centered and looked after, look after their own interests. Here was a clear example of, of someone looking after consequences if West Ham were to get relegated would be would be huge, particularly with the stadium and, and everything else and change of managers and whatnot. So it was a very kind of a, a ill choice of words and uh, she rightly got completely and utterly destroyed in the media and had to come out and kind of come back with a with a little bit of apology and stuff like that. Um I there's just there's just simply too much money and I think we've said it a couple of times here, there's too much money involved in terms of the T V deals. Um, to to completely close off the the season and, and not complete it, it will be in my mind. It'll be completed at st- some stage. When that is, we, we don't know, but uh, there has to be a clear system in place. It, it, we could be looking at something, as I said earlier, where they run the games off quite quite quickly and, okay. and try and bring some normality. But the other thing to look at is, is the World Cup in Qatar is is going to be winter, so there is an opportunity They'll to always be able to move things around. For money, exactly. Listen, Jonathan, thank you very much. You you take care of yourself this week. Talk we'll about talk about with day, you. Perhaps. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, a minute, Jonathan. My pleasure. Look after yourself guys stay, stay safe we thank, will. You. thank you thank you okay folks we'll straight to the break right now stay with us and come with me this is the Congos come with me back after the break with more Capital Sports with Alan Moore come with me now come with me now Afraid to lose control and caught up in this world. I've wasted time, I've wasted breath. I think I've thought myself to death. I was born without this fear. Now only this seems clear. I need to move, I need to fight, I need to lose myself tonight.
taking care of yourself and your loved ones is taking care of the future. Stay at home, wash your hands, keep your distance from one another and follow your local government's instructions carefully. Act now. Only together can we ensure a summer full of music, entertainment, travel, sports and friendship. Save the summer. Corona Facts. Receiving packages from abroad is safe. The risk of viral infection from a package or from an infected seller is extremely low. Получать посылки из-за границы безопасно. Риск заражения вирусом от упаковки или зараженного продавца крайне низок. Теперь и вы это знаете. With Alan Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and still with me in the studio, he is surviving my rants and raves, Mr. Double N. Of course, he's without his magic, we would not be coming through this show at all well in any way, shape or form. And I hope you enjoyed that the Congos come with me now. The last time we played this in the studio, we were actually marching around the studio with the boys. Uh, a whole lot of us, actually. We also had uh, Sergei Kuzmin was in visiting from Ulyansk. Um, and we had, of course, Andy Mack, Alex P. Uh, yeah, Alex B. and Peter P. However, it's just me and Double N at the moment. And we were just kind of busy. So we didn't want to do anything. Okay. So, folks, we're going to go across to James Rowe in just uh, one moment. Before we do, there's a, a kind of an interesting tweet that was passed along to me. Um, uh, Alan Sugar, of course, many known from like the UK Apprentice, he used to own Spurs Football Club and so on and so forth. He retweeted this like there was like, uh, supposedly, now folks, wait for this, right? This is, this, is, this, is what, this is what passes for news, right? Breaking news! And there's a line walking down the street, which isn't in Moscow, by the way. I don't, at least I don't think it's Moscow. Well, it's not here anyway. Um, Russia unleashed, unleashed, blah, 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 sorry, that's my false teeth. Russia unleashed more than 500 lines on its streets to ensure that people are staying indoors during this pandemic outbreak. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, he has released around 500 lines to make people stay indoors. First of all, where have we got 500 lines in Moscow, in Russia? <laughs> Good God. Okay, right. People buy anything. There you go. Right. We're going to go straight away across to the Netherlands to James Rowe. James, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, Alan. Nice to speak to you both again. Listen, it's great, it's great as always to hear from you. And of course, your most recent piece um, on Stranraer, uh, you know, fabulous by Stevie Farrell. Um, listen, could I just, I just ask you one question? Um, when yeah. you get these people to interview, they're, they're from very, very different um, uh, directions or backgrounds and so on. Um, do you find that is there a commonality between your interviewees? Um, well, it depends, really. Uh, I always deliberately try to mix up. Yeah. So that, for example, you'll have a mixture of somebody playing. For example, the interview before Stevie Farrell was Jamie uh, Lou Collins of Paderborn in Germany, and um, I always try to kind of mix it up so, 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 so that it doesn't sound monotonous. But in terms of um, a pattern, yeah, I always say, Alan, that everybody's got a story to tell, and it's about bringing the whole package of what's gone before because a journey or, or a journey that a player or manager has taken. Because, I mean, you also had one that I really, really, really enjoyed um, was Megan Alexander. 
I mean, I don't know when, it was last month as far as I know, probably, or maybe even January, I can't remember. It was a very, very good piece that you did um, on, on the female football. And then bef- around that same time, you'd won with the girl Dominique, I can't think of her second name, um, ar- around the same period. Um, did you find it was, it, it was different? Uh, of course, there are women, but t- to interview female footballers, you had to take a different tact? Or was it kind of just the same uh, base as you would with, say, a male footballer? No, I deliberately used the same base. Uh, the second interview was with uh, Dominic Kulvelas. I deliberately used the same base as, as treating everybody the same because obviously when you're in, in the position of interviewing, for example, Dutch players and managers in their mother tongue and also with English being my um, mother tongue, you know, you can you have an advantage of being able to get the depth of what a player or a manager has to say and in particular with interviews uh, conducted in Dutch and English, that is the case. So, uh, and just to give a quick... Just to give a quick plug of my next interview, which I think will be released tomorrow, is currently with O.L. Lane, England striker Jodie Taylor. Oh. She's currently playing in the United States. And as far as I'm aware, that will be published on World Football Index tomorrow. Brilliant. Listen, uh, Double N, he's going to tweet that out across course, across our Twitter. Um, okay, now, down to other business, business that we want to pick your brains about. Um, th- everything shut down, of course, in Holland. We know that because we spoke with Tony Bass, who's down in Maastricht, um, just after you. It was like, funnily, we got him on the, the, the air. He, of course, is the chairperson of Gaelic Games Europe, um, who govern um, Irish sports in, in, in Europe. And he said that at 5.30 uh, last week, there was an order sent out that all bars, restaurants had to close at six o'clock. That's still in force, I believe. Uh, yes, as far as I'm aware, the current measures are until April the 6th. And the latest measures are is that they are considering having more police on the street in terms of s- stopping and separating gatherings. Oh. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like <clears throat> to think the majority of the country are. Uh, uh, keeping in touch with the rules and, and obeying them properly. They're not ruling out anything at the moment, but when the current Prime Minister, Mark Rutter, was, was um, pressed earlier this week, he did say, although a lockdown is one of the options they have, it's not something... Not something you want to go to, of course. ...in time. Yeah. No, listen, because I've seen, I, I've seen, like, say, for example, um, today, just the updated one that there's, um, well, there's over 4,000 uh, cases and 179 uh, deaths uh, in the Netherlands, uh, 43 since yesterday, I believe. Um, in terms of sport, how is the sporting community reacting to this uh, crisis in, in, in Holland? Well, I think all sports along the board of, of uh, really understand the situation realise that health is the most important thing, not just uh, for the people of the country, but also, you know, for potential spectators or sportsmen or sportswomen. And and they're fully aware of the the measures that have been taken. And everybody just wants the the crisis to eventually blow over in a a reasonable amount of time. But obviously there's measures taken and and people will do what they deem uh, appropriate in terms of following the rules. Finally, James, before we let you go... Um, We've seen improvement. The actual... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, James, just to finish off what you're saying. Yeah, what I was going to say is that the Dutch health authorities have also said that with the measures taken, they hope to be able to evaluate this particular week in terms of the measures they've taken, if, that has, um, if it has benefited them in any way. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. That was go- I was going to ask you about that, like what what will be the next step? Listen, finally, before we let you go, James, um, an additional question I had in my head uh, was that 
given the sort of the 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 sort of the depth of um like let's say outdoor life in holland um are people you know are people starting to sort of like get itchy feet like are, are is there kind of a sort of a people going a bit um well getting cabin fever uh i don't know at the moment in time i don't think so but i think if it, if it's two or three weeks perhaps but um it could be Taking it day by day um, and, and, and obeying the rules, of course. And uh, hopefully this week we'll see um, the evaluations met. And uh, as I say, the current measures are in place currently until April the 6th in terms of cafes, bars and restaurants. And uh, we'll hear in due course about any potential extension. OK, listen, James, thank you very much. So we'll speak with you next week. You just uh, take care of yourself and your loved ones. And uh, we'll speak with you yeah. next Sunday. Thank you very much. The same to you and everybody in Russia. Oh, thanks, James. Okay, of course, um, we're going to tweet out his new article tomorrow and Double N, he's going to get Craig Klein on the air right now. Uh, just again, mention that, that um, it's been growing pretty much everywhere. France still haven't put up numbers. And I do want to say that France, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we were discussing this about shutting down um, games in Europe, they were the only country that held out and said, no, we're not going to do anything. And now all of a sudden... Uh, they realised that they were in a really, really bad place and had to shut down very, very quickly. Um, <clears throat> elsewhere around Europe, I mean, kind of a scattergun approach most people can understand, but, you know, people still don't understand what is going on and people are still a little bit afraid. Okay, um, Formula One, we know, has been stopped. The Australian um, uh, Rugby League has, has continued. The Australian um, Football League has continued and Aussie Rules as well has restarted. So, Lots of, uh, I don't know, let's just say mixed reactions to it then, and I don't know how it's going to help. Um, okay, so we're going to go straight away to the former uh, assistant director of football with Fulham, a friend of the show by now, Craig Klein. Craig, how are you doing? And are you still in the UK, I believe? Yeah, exactly. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm thrilled to be on again. Great. Listen, I know we, 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 it's always good to have you on. And I think even regardless of like discuss, discussing the sort of the, the dirty deeds that you saw going on, it's always good to have a chat on because you always bring a slightly different perspective, even when it came to the Super Bowl where you called it correctly. So uh, respect on that. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh, thanks, Alan. You're very welcome. Great. Listen, I just wanted to ask you, um, you're based in London, correct? Yeah. Okay, and and how is it there? Because the pubs have all shut down uh, for the most part. A few of them, I know, uh, were trying to sort of like try to be big boys and stay open, but they've all shut down. How are people starting to come to terms with this new kind of uh, way of life that could be in place for at least a couple of months? Yeah, you know, it's mixed. Uh, you see lots of things that need to improve. Um, a lot of people are unclear you know, what, what sort of distancing is required, uh, six feet's a lot. So adjusting to that takes a bit. You, you do see a lot of people adjusting. It's no, you know, it's not even remotely near where it needs to be, which of course could, you know, it's horrible Yeah, and, and could cause people to get really down. Yeah, of course, of course. Mixed. I mean, you definitely, you definitely do see the adjustments starting to take place. So you hope they hurry. Listen, um, the UK, of course, has leapt up the league table. Um, it's almost like the Olympics here at the moment. The, the yeah. US are catching up on China. Uh, UK are up uh, with um, almost 6,000 uh, cases and almost 300 deaths. Um, as, a, as, as someone who understands statistics, um, do, do you think that like, 
It's, it's the, the statistics are oh, reflecting reality. Well, yeah, and I, and I don't want to leave something unsaid. I think maybe the white elephant in the room, uh, I do realize, of course, you guys uh, are in Russia, yeah. is that the U.S. and the U.K. are are just sort of, you know, sticking their thumb in the whole world's eye on this as far as just uh, zigging while everyone reasonable is zagging. Uh, so, I mean, certainly the policy over here is alarming. The, the Yeah. Just rushing to, to get herd immunity and just absolute insanity but you know a lot of this stuff you, you you almost don't even know whether to take it at face value with some of these uh clownish made for television characters so uh you know i mean we'll we'll see the the numbers are absolutely horrifying uh but uh you know it the the marginal differences between italy spain the uk germany you know are the, the marginal differences i know i know the u.s as well uh you know it's just terrifying across the board you you wouldn't you wouldn't really laugh at anyone's plight, obviously, with this, because it's just terrifying across the board. Uh, obviously, the measures in, in South Korea and Japan uh, look look promising, and to the extent potentially in China as well, look promising as, as far as slowing transmission. But well, that's the, uh, that, yeah, that's the whole thing. Terrifying, uh, exactly. I mean, like when we talk about sports, it's kind of like us. Ah, like I mean, personally, I'm like just stop sports. There's more important things that than life you know I mean Bill Shankly of course obviously famously is always misquoted saying that this, um, like the you know, football is like more than life and death and so on and so forth like he, he had added on to that that like no that football is just part of it all like and it's, it's not as important as anything else um, listen one thing I just want to ask you about uh, before we go away because we want to have a longer chat but we're, we're kind of uh, hemmed in with time um, but no I know we're, we're going to get you on next week for sure we're going to get you on next week Craig um, anytime Al. perfect and look I want to ask you a uh, big talking point in the US was when they were gradually shutting things down why do you think it took them so long I mean, I, I, we, we, we've been asking the question here uh, in Russia, why were things not shut down quicker and so on? Why were the, the major leagues in, in the US not shut down quicker? And it took, it took sort of it's people... Badly. Yeah, it's what, why? Yeah. Wrestling is still on, still doing... I mean, pro wrestling, of all things, these NFL owners running AEW and, and crazy things like WWE are still having, you know oiled up people in speedos running around bear hugging each other for, you know, it's scripted stuff. With 50, it's, you can't keep that under 50 people uh, to, to even film that without fans. It's, it's insane. I don't know. You just hope it's not war. You just hope that we don't find out in, the, in a couple months, oh, well, the answer was something, something war. You just hope, you almost hope it's stupidity, you know, because it's, yeah, it's amazing. And, and, and you, look in Spain, you look in Italy, they say, the Atalanta, you know, Atalanta Valencia game that yeah. might have been ground zero. You look at England, we're saying Cheltenham that might have been ground zero for us. Exactly. And there's pro wrestling matches going on. I know, I know, it's I know. Insane. It's like I, I was watching this one where I think it was John Cena was in the ring. I don't know who he's like. They were having this like face off, but not fighting, but just like this usual prelim. And it was almost like, like this, like really in depth theater that's kind of like Swedish almost that these two guys were talking with complete silence around them and it was almost heartfelt but I was like but they shouldn't be there they shouldn't be wrestling I mean it's anyway listen Craig thank you they don't even have health insurance that's it they don't even exactly exactly listen Craig thank you so so much you stay you stay uh, stay warm we'll we'll talk with you next Sunday Uh, excellent stay safe okay so folks we advise one thing that if you have a dacha go out in the dacha sit there for a couple of weeks 
warm yourselves up, take a book with you and have a bit of crack. Listen to Capital FM, of course, wherever you are. So take the advice of a blur and go out and get a country house. Back after the break with Alex B. Cynic, but my heart's not in it 